Here's a universal truth. We all suffer. There is no one exempt. There are no exceptions. We all suffer. For 39 years as a pastor, I've been coming to Ash Wednesday, and there I take some ashes on my thumb, and people will come up in front of me, and I'll make the sign of the cross on their forehead, and I'll say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And all of these stories will come to me when those people approach me, and to this person, I'll say, I know you're living in a loveless marriage. I know you're suffering from MS. I know your father's slowly killing himself by drinking himself to death. No exceptions. We all suffer. We all know about pain. I'm in this sermon series uh, during Lent on the big questions, and here's one of the biggest ones, how dare I? But... There's a church member who asked this question, why is there pain and suffering in the world? You're going to see a video of her right now. I have what's called panic disorder. I have uh, these feelings of uh, intense fear or apprehension when there's nothing to be fearful about. Like it can happen in the mall or in the grocery store. My particular issue is driving. You know, I'm very afraid of having a panic attack driving and particularly I have a hard time driving on on highways, especially in busy areas of the city, you know, where there's a lot of traffic. My goal for today is I'm going to uh, successfully get on the freeway for a fast trip to the park. When I'm driving and I uh, start to have anxiety, I pay attention to my breath. Somehow getting oxygen to your brain, you know, just really, really helps. There's lots of cars and I may have to wait in line. I don't like, so there's cars behind me, there's cars on the side. I'm breathing, I'm breathing, okay, the breathing. Yes, Mary Lou Dupuy suffers uh, from these panic attacks in our church. She asked the question, why is there such pain and suffering in the world? Got me to thinking about uh, other great world religions, how do they deal with this? Uh, So I looked it up, I googled it, yeah. And our Buddhist friends, and forgive me for trying to capture these great world religions in just a couple of three sentences, but our Buddhist friends would say, all life is suffering. Existence and suffering are one. We are addicted to worldly things, and that's where our suffering comes from. How do we deal with this? We try to transcend the worldly things here and now. Our Hindu friends say... Suffering comes for punishment for misdeeds in this life or one of your former lives. How do you deal with it? You're reincarnated and hopefully go to a higher plane. Our friends in Islam, Islam, by the way, means submission. Our Muslim friends say, we submit to Allah, to the will of Allah. And if that means that we suffer, then that means we are called to repent and to go on to good deeds. We come from the Judeo-Christian background, and there's a thread in that that dealt with uh, this kind of concept. If you were thriving, if everything was going well for you, 
then you must be doing all the right things because God is blessing you. And then if you were suffering or in pain, that meant you sinned or some family member sinned, you messed up somewhere because you were being punished for those sins. It was a cause and effect kind of thing. And then Job comes along in the wisdom literature. Y'all remember the story of Job? Nobody is better than Job. He does everything right, and what happens to him? He loses his family, he loses his wealth, he loses his health, and it leaves it there in the story. I'll resolve it at the end, if you'll wait with me just a few minutes at the close of this sermon. But even in New Testament times, Jesus is approached in John's gospel by some some people who have presented to him a man who was born blind from birth, and they say, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? And Jesus said, it's not about that. And again, I'll resolve that if you'll wait with me towards the end of the sermon. But that still goes on today, right? We say, why is there such suffering in the world? Why is there such pain? And we can't make sense of it all the time. Yeah, sometimes we bring it on ourselves. But sometimes there doesn't seem to be any correlation. There doesn't seem to be this cause and effect kind of thing, just like with Job or in in John's gospel. So many people, I was doing a little research about this, and so many people, when we have pain and suffering, that's when they ask the question, why did this happen? Is this God's will? So it led me to one of those great classic books, The Will of God, by Leslie Weatherhead. Some of you have read this book, maybe. Leslie Weatherhead was a pastor in London, England, at the city temple during World War II. And his city was being bombed every night by the Nazi blitz. And people were thronging to worship. Why is this happening? Where is God in all of this? Why such pain and suffering? He preached a series of five sermons on the will of God. And and here's the first thing that he said about God's will. So if we could have that slide, please. He said, there is God's intentional will. This is God's ideal world, the desires that come from God's heart. It, It flows directly out of God's goodness. It's like the Garden of Eden. This is what God intends for all of creation. And in our psalm today, it's captured by two words, in my opinion, justice and righteousness. Justice means we treat each other rightly. (laughs) We do those right things. Righteousness, you think, may mean to keep the law, but as my understanding of that Hebrew word, it means to be in right relationship, to live in right relationship with God and with others, and of course, with your own soul. That's in God's intentional will for us to live in justice and righteousness. And the second thing that... Leslie Weatherhead said about God's will was that there was a circumstantial will or a permissive will. God allows us, out of our freedom of choice, out of our free will, to choose with God or against God, uh, to do good things or bad things. And here's where a lot of our pain and suffering comes from, is that we hurt ourselves and we hurt others. And God allows that to happen. And in the psalm, you heard about iniquity and disease. You heard about the pit. And we know about these things. 
that sometimes there is a cause and effect. We do bring this upon ourselves. Then Leslie Weatherhead said there's another kind of will, God's ultimate will. This is how God achieves God's ends in spite of us, sometimes with our cooperation, but sometimes in spite of us. No matter what we choose, that God is bringing all things to a conclusion that God does want to bring good out of all things. You may not have noticed it, but in Psalm 103, I I picked up the commentaries, and this, this line just really hit me. The number of times that the word all is used in Psalm 103. God rules over all, does all good things for all people in need to be praised above, uh, to be praised in all places by all creatures with all of their being. This is the God that our Jewish friends and hopefully we Christians believe in, that God is for all of us to live into this ultimate will. To be a little humorous, this is a God with benefits, okay? Uh, And and, in the, thank you, some of you got that. So, uh, (laughs) such a heavy sermon. And it's in participle phrases. I know in the version we had translated here, it said a God who does this thing. But they're really participles in Hebrew. And it's like this, a God who's forgiving, healing, redeeming, A God who doesn't always accuse us, doesn't always keep anger, doesn't always deal with us according to our sins. This is the God that we're claiming that helps us deal with pain and suffering. We can go to the next slide. Dealing with pain and suffering. As Christians, we're going through Lent. And we're being marked with a cross. Some of you were here on Ash Wednesday. And this time when Pastor Lisa and I or others who marked you with the sign of the cross, I did it a little bit differently. I said, uh, remember that you're dust and to dust you shall return. And then I would try to lay hands on you and I would say, remember that you're God's child. This is where Job comes out. Job never gets an answer to the why, but he gets the full presence of God at the very end of Job. That was his answer, not some theological uh, rationale, but, but an embrace of God, a God who says, I am with you. And this is what we Christians practice because we believe in Jesus who has come to live with us and to die for us and be raised again from the dead for us. And Jesus in that John's gospel, when they brought to him the man who was born blind, and he says, no, you don't understand. He said, this man was born blind in order that the works of God might be shown in him. Jesus came to be a healer, and he healed people in their bodies, in their minds, in their spirits, in their memories, in their relationships. And this is what we Christians still practice. We claim Jesus as our great physician the one who overcomes even our bad choices, our sin, and our brokenness. Jesus takes on our pain in his own pain. But it's not the end of the story. Every Sunday in Lent is a little Easter. It's not just about the cross. It's about the resurrection. And we come here with a little foretaste of Easter every time we come to worship. Because our biggest fear is that of death. Remember that you're dust, and to dust you shall return. We don't have to fear that. 
There's a precious church member, Doris Davis, who died just in the last month. I had the privilege of being there for her last breath. And it was beautiful because her family was all gathered around her. They were all touching her. I got to sing with them. I got to read her her favorite scriptures. I got to read the prayer out of uh, those prayers out of our liturgy and our, our, our funeral service. And she died surrounded like that. We don't have to fear even or especially death. Today, you don't have to do anything, but after you have received the sacrament of communion, you may want to come and kneel here. And Pastor Lisa and I will have oil. And if you want to be anointed, we will do that classic Christian thing. Uh, we will anoint your forehead. We'll make the sign of the cross on your forehead one more time. And I know that I always pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our great physician, and we will mark you in that way. If you want to have hands laid on you, we will do that. You can bring other people, family members or friends to pray with you here. This is how we Christians deal with, with pain and suffering. We do it in community. We do it with God's help. And it might look like this. We have one more piece of video here. I feel that each of us has a special, unique path in, in our lives and that we can look to a higher power to help us find our way. Being in nature and realizing that we're a larger part of the whole, that helps us to, to figure out what our, what our path is. And ultimately, it will be okay. It will be okay. It will be. Yay, we're getting to our exit. Whoopee, I love our exit. Hey, we're, we're about to get there. Okay, here we are. Mount Pinnell Road. My goodness, I did it. So I get to go to this beautiful park. I'm really happy to be out of the house. It's great. We need to enjoy life. We really need to enjoy life. When you have a brain disorder, sometimes it's, it's a little bit rough, you know. It's very hard, actually. It's very hard. But, um, you know, when you do accomplish things, it, it feels good. It feels really, really good. I would tell people that suffer from panic disorder not to give up, that it does get better, that there's help out there, that they're not alone that there are people who are professionals that can help them deal with the disorder. It does get better. It'll be okay. We all suffer. We all know pain. But we all also can know the embrace of Christ, who is our great physician. Pastor Lisa and I have some oil. I'm going to ask a prayer blessing over it. Oh, holy God, bless this oil and those who receive it that they may know the fullness of joy that you hold for them. Send Jesus Christ to work through this time, to work through this oil, to work through our prayers, so that all may be well, all may be whole and holy in your sight. We make this prayer in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our great physician. Amen.